0: Welcome to another episode of From the Honeycomb, a podcast that creates a spark of positive energy in your home from design, architecture, yoga, meditation, and travel. I've created this podcast as a place to come for design inspiration and especially to learn about Vastu Shastra with a modern approach. I am your host, Katerina Burenova, and welcome to From the Honeycomb. On today's episode, we are going to discuss abundance, prosperity, and what Vastu Shastra principles you can use to bring those qualities into your home. Now, when you are prosperous and abundant, what does that look like for you? Does it mean you have financial security, or that you get to travel wherever and whenever you want, or eat wherever you want, or buy that expensive purse? Whatever it is, Each of us has our own idea of what it means to be prosperous and abundant. Let's begin sharing by something we are grateful for. So wherever you are in this moment, whether you are cooking dinner, listening to this on your way to work, or to pick up the kids from school, whatever it is, take a moment to forget anything you're working on. And think of something that you are grateful for in this moment. It could be something small or something big. Whatever that has made you happy, for example. For me right now, I am really grateful for these amazing new headphones I received as a Christmas gift for my cousin. They are the coolest pink headphones for podcasting. And why I'm so grateful for these is they fit perfectly And the headphones I was using previously, I constantly had to adjust and fix as I was recording, and it would drive me nuts. And so it feels so good that I have these pair of headphones on. I'll have to take a picture and post it on my Instagram account to show you guys, because they fit so properly, they're just so good, and I kind of feel a little bit more professional too in this podcast. (laughs) the two major things I am sure you thought about when I asked what would make you feel more prosperous and abundant is money and health. And I'm sure the majority of you thought about money. And money oftentimes gets a bad reputation as being the root of all evil, causing greed, but it's very natural to want money in our society today because money provides us a currency we can use To buy food, pay rent, or the mortgage, buy us clothes, the necessities, but it's also there for things we like, such as travel, going to concerts, or buying the latest iPhone. And after what we have seen over the last two years, good health is not something that everyone has. Health is something that we can often take for granted, and it's also something we have to work hard for, and may not come as easily for some. Now, whatever it may be that you have chosen you would like more of, let's discuss some ways to bring in more of that abundance into your home. As I've mentioned in previous podcast episodes, in Vastu Shastra, you want to create a home with balanced energy. So there's the five elements. You have fire, earth, water, air, and ether. And all of these need to be equally balanced within the home to create harmony and There are specific areas of the home that are governed by the planets as well, but for now I'm only going to refer to the elements to keep it simple, and in future episodes I will incorporate planets, but for now we're just going to stick to the elements. And so there are areas you can focus on more in the home to attract abundance by adding colors, furniture, moving doors, windows, there's just so many things we can do. But before we dive into the Vastu tips, I want to make a very important point. As you design, decorate, add, or remove things to your space to create that abundance and prosperity, you have to do it with a good intention. Because if you go into this feeling greedy, selfishness, that energy will not translate into something positive. It will have the opposite effect. And it will disrupt the flow of energy. So for example, you want to create abundance, lots of money to come in because you have a big trip coming up or you know you want to buy this house, this beautiful house. And so you want to attract that wealth. And so because one way you can do is add a water element into the northeast corner of the home, which I'll further explore soon in this episode. And so you put some sort of water element right into your northeast corner. And as you do so... You go, ah, yes, when I put this in this corner, it's going to make me so much money and then it's going to be so great, but I just, I want this to make me money. And you put that energy into it as you're making whatever it is, as you're decorating, as you're buying whatever it is that you're going to put into that area, you're creating negative energy. You're disrupting the flow of energy that's already there and you won't allow positive energy to come in. So you can't go into any of this with a bad intention because it won't allow for that positive energy and that abundance and prosperity to flow in as you wish that it will. Along with that, I want to share a story with you about a Sufi mystic, and I hope I'm pronouncing this correct, is someone who believes in a kind of Islam known as Sufism and whose goal is to have direct personal experience of God. And so there was a Sufic mystic who was visited by a king that brought him a beautiful gift of these stunning golden scissors. And the Sufi mystic thanked the king, but told him he could not accept the scissors because although they were a lovely gift, they were completely useless to him, and it would have been better if he was gifted a needle instead. Now the king, super confused because he thought these golden scissors were so rare, so beautiful, Why wouldn't it make the Sufi happy? But the Sufi mystic explained, scissors cut things apart, but needles bring things together. And so the Sufi continued explaining to the king that what he does is he teaches people to live in harmony with nature and one with the divine. And so whenever you try to do something alone or separate or cut off from the whole, the entire flow of life is disrupted. But by working together with nature, it brings success. The lesson from this story is that when you work together with a natural balance, you attract the energy to flow and circulate, bringing in opportunities for abundance rather than disrupting the flow. For example, cutting it with scissors or going into something with a bad intention. It's going to disrupt that flow. And so you want to tie everything together like you would a needle. Alright, and now for how do we tap into prosperity and abundance through Vastu Shastra principles. The north part of the home is associated with the air element and our finances and prosperity. There is this magnetic energy that is received from this direction that creates financial growth. And so ideally, your home has windows in the north that allow this energy to enter your home. But if there are trees or other buildings, this could block the energy. Now, of course, I don't expect you to start demoing walls to make room for windows or cutting down your trees to creating this balance in the north part of your home. Because it's the air element... You can add things such as a wind chime or an incense because the smoke from the incense is part of the air element. You can also add colors of dark gray, grayish blue, to a dark blue. This could be with a painting on a wall or adding furniture that is one of those colors. Also, you can add the air element, which is a triangle pointing up bisected by a line towards the top. And what you can do with this air element symbol is you can paint it onto something, draw it onto something, that way you introduce the air element. And there's also the northeast corner of the home, which is governed by the water element, and that represents wealth, health, and success. And in this area of the home, you can focus on balancing with the energy of water. This area of the home can have a water feature, such as a fountain. And a fountain is one of the stronger tools to attract abundance because it helps stimulate the negative ions. You can also add a pond or, keeping it more simple, a picture of a pond, lake, waterfall or the ocean. And you can add colors such as blue and green. And then also there's the water element symbol, which is an upside-down triangle. If you listen to a previous episode of mine, I don't remember which one it was specifically, but I mentioned how in our home we have a barbecue in the northeast corner of our patio. A barbecue is represented by the fire element. If you have a fire element, It can symbolize your finances burning up, which we definitely don't want. Since we don't have anywhere else to put our barbecue, what we've done to rebalance the patio in this area of our home is we introduced a fountain that Jesse made, which is stunning. And I've also painted the water element on one of our plant pots. And in addition, I've introduced blue into our patio by purchasing blue cushions for our chairs. After painting the plant pot with the water element, both Jesse and I received raises within a week. When we added the fountain, we started to receive money for our wedding. When we added each of these though, we did so without disrupting the area of the patio. We didn't have to chop anything down, knock anything over, rearrange crazily. We kept with what we had in the patio space. We just added on to these elements to help rebalance without disrupting anything because we wanted to enhance the area and incorporate parts that were already there. And of course, we also did this with good intention. The fountain, for example, was built from this old sink that Jesse had on a job. He works in construction and they were going to demo the entire house and he wanted to keep this beautiful marble sink. And he used wood that he had used to build actually, we technically have two fountains at my house, I should say. And both of these fountains were built with good intention, right? Jesse used things he could recycle, and he spent time, creativity on the project. And so the fountain was brought in with good intention. Also, we didn't want to go, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to put this in the corner, and I hope every day that I'm going to get more money." We did it with a positive intention and kind of just surrendered, which if you listen to my last podcast episode is the theme of this year for me. We just invited this element, changed the energy of the space, and then kind of just let it be. Let that energy flow by itself. Don't push it. Don't force it. That's also another thing is don't force that energy because you will not get that positive energy, that abundance to flow back to you. Now, if some of these ideas are not possible for you for whatever reason, as far as adding things into the northeast corner of your home, maybe you live with roommates and you can't fully change everything up, there is a smaller scale way of bringing abundance and prosperity into your home. And what that is, is by creating an altar. So, an altar can be, for example, just a small side table or for my altar, for example, is this beautiful wood altar that I designed. It's in the shape of a triangle. And what you want your altar to have are all of the elements, right? Because again, you want to balance the energy, even of this little, when you think of your home, it's like the macro climate. And this is your micro climate, your little small area of your home. And so you can add this altar And in this altar, create a balance of all of the elements. And so, for example, in my altar, I have the earth element, which are my crystals. I have the water element. How I incorporated the water element is there's these weather things. I don't know how accurate they are, but it's a teardrop glass case and inside of it is water with something else inside of it. It almost looks like snowflakes and it's supposed to change when the weather changes. I don't think this one works anymore. It's kind of old, but I use that as an introduction of the water element, right? Because you have the teardrop with the liquid inside. I also have a candle. Of course, that's easy for the fire element. And for air, I have a feather that I have, which I use when I'm saging, and so I've used the feather as my air element. Now, among all of these little the crystals, the candle, the water teardrop, the, the feather, I also have dollar bills folded up. I have some folded just underneath crystals, just in a very loose form, but what I also introduced was, because with this altar, some of my intentions when I look at it when I was building this was, of course, abundance for me having the money to travel and for a home, you know, and also we had our wedding last year. So I wanted to track this abundance, and so I added money, and I've also added origami money and Jesse taught me how to make a dollar bill and fold it up into a little heart. Everything I put in there, I have picked, chosen to be on this altar, and I'm actually really excited. We just got some crystals while we were in Topanga Canyon, over the new years that I will be introducing to my altar but before I introduce these new elements of course with crystals you need to sage them to clear the energy but I'm going to place them with good intention and I'm also going to take care of this altar so you can't just build this altar and then just leave it and let it be you kind of have to tend to it almost like a garden and this is almost This work applies for anywhere in the house, right? You can't just set something up and then like a plant. You can't just put a plant in the corner and go, okay, here's some sunshine, grow, hopefully you'll be fine. No, you still have to add water and take care of it if there's any dead leaves. So think of whatever it is you're introducing. If, for example, it's a painting, don't let it get dusty. You want to keep that energy clean and flowing through and also come back to whatever space you've created or back to your altar. And so fill your altar with whatever your intention may be. You can use images of things you are wanting to attract, photos of loved ones, etc. And the altar should also be placed in the north part of your home. Another big thing about attracting abundance into the home, it's reducing clutter. Because reducing clutter reduces stressful energy within a home. By reducing clutter, you allow the energy to flow through your home. And so wherever it may be coming through, if it's coming through the windows, through the doors, anything, you're allowing for this energy to move through. So whatever clutter you have, clean up. Also, another thing is you can rearrange furniture by keeping an open floor plan. This also allows that energy to flow through, flow moving through, because you don't want it to become stagnant. Also adding lightweight furniture in the north and east areas while the heavy furniture goes in the south and west. Those are also some ways you can balance the home to keep positive energy flowing through. (music) Looking back on this episode, you can think of ways to add elements and things to the north and east part of your home, which are governed by abundance. And so whether that's money, health, or something you would like, maybe a trip, or you are saving up for a home, anything you want that will give you that abundance, focus on those areas of the home in the north, the northeast, and or making that altar. Any of those things you can do to Allow this positive energy to flow. Let that energy come into your home because that energy, that positive energy is going to bring those qualities in. And so I'm very excited to know what you took away from this episode and I'd love if you would tag me in any photos so I can see how you created a space to attract more abundance and prosperity into your life. If you like this episode, please give it a heart or thumbs up and click the follow button so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes. Thank you, and see you next Friday.